Hi, and welcome back to the Positive Success Show. I'm your host, Dominique Narciso, and I'm a certified high-performance coach, author, and international speaker. I help high achievers, entrepreneurs, and leaders achieve next-level success while still maintaining a positive lifestyle and positive well-being. So welcome, everyone, to episode number 86, Success is a Result of Being Happy, with serial entrepreneur Paula Echeverri. So I met Paula through a mutual friend, and she just has this amazing story of transformation. Paula has set up her own businesses, ran her own businesses, developed her own apps, you know, really living um, that high-speed life. However, when she lost her hearing out of nowhere, you know, she really had to change and shift the way that she lived. But through that process of change, through her own healing journey, she became a new and better person. And so in this interview, she shares with you, the audience, so many great gems of information, of lessons learned about what it takes to really transform oneself. And so I hope you are taking notes um, and I hope you get inspired by her story and her words. You know, Paula has also written a book called Emerge on the neuroscience behind, you know, overcoming challenges. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Here we go. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a special episode of the Positive Success Show. I have an awesome guest with me today. Her name is Paula Echeverri, and she is a serial entrepreneur and also the author of Emerge, which is a book about neuroscience and how to overcome challenges. Paula, welcome to the show. So great to have you here. Thank you for having me here, Dominic. It's a pleasure, and I always happy, you know, to have to be in your podcast and, you know, to have this interview. Yeah, no, you know, it's it's so great um, for people that are viewing uh, our YouTube channel or listening to the podcast. I met Paula through um, through a friend uh, who is also in the expat space. And Paula has an amazing story about overcoming challenges and really pursuing her dreams, pursuing her life, regardless of the obstacles. So Paula, can you share with everyone your story of, of challenge and, and how you overcame it? Yeah, everything was, you know, I have a pretty good life. Uh, I was, uh, I was raised in Colombia with my, you know, family in Colombia. And uh, when I was older, I decided to move to the Bay Area. Well, actually I was in Florida first in the United States. And then I moved to Florida because, uh, to California because I met my husband. Uh, we had a relationship and we got married and I raised a family in, uh, in California for over 20 years. I have two little girls uh, now. They're 12 and 9. And, you know, the mom's life. But also, I always been an entrepreneur since I was a little kid. I always like to do my own, you know, stuff. Uh, I always like to have my own ideas. And I was raised like that. My mom is also, you know, on her own and she always works really hard. She's a warrior, like I said, because she always pushed really hard. And I had a great role model, you know, with that. So when I was in the Bay Area, I started, you know, it was great because I was at the peak of my career. That's when I met Nina, the person that invited, you know, connect us because Nina worked with a lot of expats in the Bay Area. So of course I was an expat and I started sharing my journey, my new app that I was raising money for. So that was really interesting until 
I started feeling um, some changes uh, in, on me. I was, my husband noticed that I couldn't hear so well when he was talking to me and I wouldn't, I wouldn't you know, turn to see him. And he's like, hey, I was talking to you. You were not listening to me. What's going on? And I was like, I don't know. So I went to a doctor and actually he said, you know, you have a small hearing loss mm. in your one of your ears. And I was like, oh, really? This is weird because none of my family have any history of hearing loss. So, mm -hmm. okay, I move on. I said in my, I keep going with my laugh because it was small hearing loss, right? So I could live with that. But one day I just noticed, um, I woke up my and my husband started talking to me and I was, I couldn't hear anything, like zero. From one day to another day, pretty much. Mm -hmm. It was just like that. I just lost it. My ears just gave up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I know it's funny now. I, I laugh about it because I like to take myself not so seriously. But it was really shocking, of course. Uh, I was in um, a lot of stress in the first moment because I was like, what's going on? Mm -hmm. So I thought it was something uh, that would pass. You know, I said, no, I'm going to get my hair back. Maybe there's something going on. You know, I need to find out what's happening. I went to many, many doctors out there and they all said, we don't know what's going on. You're, you're fine. We have all these tests. Your hearing is fine. And uh, you're, you're supposed to be fine. Your health is fine. So no doctors could give me an answer. So I, I still, you know, try to keep going with my life the way I could, but it was really hard because there are no many um, things for hearing, you know, people with hearing loss, for yeah. example. There are no many helps out there. There's nothing to help you really to do that when you're in a meeting or, when, you know, things were so different from today that, you know, everyone has captions. It's trying, trying to have captions everywhere for people like me. But by those times, that was years ago, there's nothing. So I pretty much couldn't communicate by phone or, you know, meetings. I couldn't go to any meetings because nobody was supporting captions that in that moment. So I lost a lot of stuff because of that. I had to lose it because there's no other way. Yeah. And I was really pissed. <laughs> so, but I had to move on, of course. Um, but I got stressed, stressed, very stressed, you know, because that was a big change, of course, in my life. I had to do, to do many things because the first six months, are the, the months that you're always trying to figure out what happened and why. You always said, why is this happening to me? So you try to find answers, right? And I looked everywhere. I couldn't find anything that could really give me an answer, knowing my family's, you know, background, anything. So one day I was at the gym and from, you know, yeah, I could feel my body was changing in a way like I was really stressed out every day trying to adjust to this new life that I was trying to face all these challenges with my hearing. So I got really stressed every day. I feel my stress going up, up, up until one day just I just give up pretty much. My body just gave up. I had this really strong panic attack where I just I'm seriously, I couldn't think, I couldn't breathe, I couldn't do anything. I felt I was having a heart attack. Mm. That's what it feels like. So I was like, okay, I'm getting a heart attack. <laughs> so I drove to my house, yeah. you know, really fast because my house was like five minutes away. I tried to drive as fast as I could so to get to my husband to sell him 
this is there's something going on with me. Please take me to emergency room. You know, I don't know what to do. So he took me and the doctors, of course, as usual, ah, oh, it's nothing. Don't worry about it. No, your heart is fine. They check my heart. They check everything. It's just, it's just a panic attack. So you need to calm down. You need to relax. And I was like, they just gave me, you know, something for calming myself. And I went back home and I was like at my lowest. Mm. So I said, you know, I started thinking, what am I doing right now? I am affecting, this is affecting not only my hearing, but it's also affecting my body now. So what am I doing to myself? And yeah. I am, I grew up in a family with my mom. She's been a warrior. I know she always overcomes all her problems and things. And I've been seeing that all my life. So I said, you know, this is it. This is the moment where I need to stop. Yeah. I need to move on. I need to move on from this. I need to make my life the way, you know, I can do it right now. Yeah. My hearing is not coming back from what I see. So I need to move on. So you really need to start, you know, and that you're, and that's how I started this journey until now, you know, where I am in a very different place uh, because of, you know, all the things that I did to this point. Yeah, that's, 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 I mean, it's an incredible, an incredible journey, an incredible story. And Paula, there's one, uh, one thing that, that I'd love you to share with the audience. Um, You know, what did you, what, like, what, what was the event that happened prior to the hearing loss? My, an event that happened prior to Or, um, when I was reading your biography, um, you had your second child and then suddenly your, your hearing became lost. You start to lose your hearing after the second after my second child. I was at the peak of my career. I yeah. was trying to raise money for my company. I was yeah. talking to investors every day, going to meetings and trying to talk to people. And now because of this issue, I still try to move on and go to these meetings and all of that. But people, some people, they just want things fast. You know how people yeah. are nowadays. They don't have any patience. So when yeah. they have to repeat, something people get frustrated and I had a lot of I faced a lot of that yeah people get frustrated even my husband you know at that point of course he was frustrated because everyone was trying to communicate with me and I was like going through all of this so I had some help of course hearing aids are the things that they give you right yeah to start trying to hear again so but I noticed my brain started changing too mm. during the process so my brain when I tried when I was getting a message, for example, and I couldn't hear everything, 100% of the message, my brain would try to put some something and fill up this, the blank spaces with something because our brain is always trying to give you a perception, mm. a message from your surroundings. You know, we live a sensory experience every day. Yeah. You know, your, ear, your ears, your sight, your, you know, everything you do. It's a sensory experience. So I noticed a lot of changes because of that. But like you said, the event that happened before is that I was trying to raise money for my company. I was an entrepreneur. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was that was really, you know, really hard. You know, and and it's it's very commendable, Paula, that you overcame the struggle. Um, and and for those listening or watching, you know, you could be at the peak of your success, like raising a family, raising money for your, for your new venture. Um, and then something suddenly changes and what are you going to do 
in order to overcome or move through that challenge. And so Paula, um, you wrote a book called Emerge and you've learned a lot about neuroscience and just, you know, through your personal experience, how to overcome obstacles, especially, you know, something as, as grave as, you know, losing one of your senses. Um, so can you share with the audience kind of what your ideas are and your strategy is for overcoming challenges? Yes. When I, when I was going through all these challenges, like I said, I noticed changes in my brain and my body. And I started looking around for answers. Mm -hmm. I really wanted to know what was happening to me in that moment because I couldn't control my emotions. Mm -hmm. I was in a cognitive, you know, uh, my cognitive, you know, everything was blurred, you know. I was living in a blurry time. Mm -hmm. All I could see was just limiting beliefs, all these thoughts coming to my mind saying, you're not worthy now. Nobody's going to want to work with you. Your husband's going to leave you. Your kids are not going to like you. You know, all of that. So I was living through that every day. And I noticed, I started researching when I saw the something very interesting that is called the fight or flight response in your brain, in your body. So I started looking at that and that's exactly what I had. You know, when you are going through a fight or flight, it's a response from your brain and your body when you're trying to survive. And I was actually in that moment trying to survive through those emotions and feelings. It's a primal response from your brain. So I noticed I was living under that 24-7. And many people do to the, you know, like that. They get triggered by so many, you know, little things. And that leads to, you know, depression, anxiety, panic attacks like I had. And also it changes your body. Like it really affects your body. Your whole body starts changing just because you live like that. Because it's a primal response that is supposed to last short time period. But when you leave it go for so long, the stress really affects your body, your organs, your, you know, everything in your body. So when I started researching more about that, that I found many answers about how to control my emotions mm. and what to do next to get to the best point, you know, better point in my life now that I was going through those changes. So I started looking at the brain and I found all these things, of course, about neuroscience, how to control my emotions, brain chemicals, you know, how to have your brain chemicals in your, you know, trying to be happier with the life that I was having. And I found a lot about, you know, the brain and how gratitude works, you know, works, it does, you know, so many changes in yourself. Even if you're going through a challenging time, for example, you always can find something positive about your life and be grateful for that. And that, just that actually helped me so much to overcome those mm. limiting beliefs and bad thoughts that I had, you know, for some reason when I saw all those black clouds, like I call them in my book, come into my mind. I just started being grateful. I started thinking, you know, all those things that made me happy in my life somehow. And for some reason, they just vanished, you know, and they started vanishing away. And then I started working, you know, just in going inside of me, peeling all those layers and going, changing the narrative of why was I thinking that I was having a limitation was bad. Actually, I could be the same person or better because of this. So it was actually a blessing in disguise, like I call it, uh, because I started learning more about me, 
loving me, loving myself for who I am right now. And that changed my whole life. It was like a before and after point in my life. So I decided to transform myself just something and a better person that I could, you know, uh, I was a good person before, but I keep doing after these changes. I tried to be a better person for myself to love myself more, which I didn't do that much before. And I think that was the reason why I decided to write this book because many people are not, they don't know, they're still stuck in that victim phase and they want to they stay there for years or pretty much their whole life mm. because you just, you just, you're just comfortable in that phase sometimes because mm. you get a lot of attention from people that in the long term is not good. Mm-hmm. It's not good to be a victim. You always have to move on and try to challenge yourself and, you know, work every day and doing different things because you keep doing the same things and the same routine and all this, then your life's not going to change. Mm-hmm. You need to do changes, but you need motivation to do that. Mm-hmm. So I found that a lot from my, in my book, I described the process that I went through. I tried to make it easy for people to understand. So each chapter talks about a step of the process. And I, at the end of the chapter, you can see an interview with somebody. I have these nine wonderful women who accepted to be in my book. And I wrote, a, I gave them some uh, questions and they answered, you know, based on their mm-hmm. expertise. Some of them, some are coaches, some are uh, psychologists, some are uh, meditation and, you know, yoga teachers, you know, all these things. So... I'm so happy to have in my book because that complements my journey, you know, with their expertise. So and you can also do practical things that I talk to a book through a book to, you know, to start healing that's that, you know, to start your healing journey. So that's what I did in this book. And I'm my mission right now is try to help all those people who are in my in my shoes and help them through the journey. So so, so great. So great. And so inspirational, Paula. Uh, and you said so many, so many things that I have questions about. I'm like, oh gosh, I'm writing my notes here. <laughs> yeah. um, so, you know, in your, you're stating that you can train your brain to break the chemicals, to break, to, to hack your brain. So you break up those emotions uh, or those states of mind that create the black clouds. Yes, correct. And then you said that gratitude is very helpful and it works. Can you share what about gratitude shifts? Like what happens in your brain and your body when you're showing gratitude? Because I think it's something that's so simple and, um, but there's science behind it. So I'd love for you to share what you know about that aspect. Yeah. Gratitude is an amazing feeling and there's, Many studies that show in neuroscience and Harvard, you know, medicine and all these that you can read them online that shows that actually gratitude brings, you know, releases all these chemicals in your brain that they make you happy. Mm. So, you know, there's so many chemicals in your brain for different situations, you know, that you can hack them to make your life better in a way. So I took advantage of that because everybody's healing process is different. Mm. It's not the same. So for me, that worked, you know, but I'm giving these tools to people to see what fits in their journey, you know, but for me, 
imagine, imagine, imagining, for example, my kids, which is, you know, when a hug from my kids, that's like the best for me, for example. When I imagine that, it just releases all these emotions, you know, oxytocin, <laughs> all dopamine, all those feelings that, you know, that they work with your brain and they actually try to make you happy and more, you know, they give you all the motivation to keep going. So I found that a lot, you know, just you can find gratitude in many ways. You don't need, I mean, it's hard when you're going through a challenge to see good things, right? But I did try to just see the small things in my life. My kids were happy and they were healthy. They were supporting my journey so much. My little kid just just started uh, learning sign language just to help me out. (laughs) And you know, all these things that they did for me. And of course your family, uh, when you have family members that support you, that's also part of the journey, but that, you know, helps you bring chemicals and all of that. But gratitude was a huge thing for me, a huge moment, you know, that I didn't see, I didn't know was so powerful. And I lived it. When I was going through those bad things, I started thinking about all these moments, you know, that I, that I was grateful for mm-hmm. in my life. And it really changed the narrative of my thoughts, my behavior. I started feeling more, you know, happier every day, little by little. I also use affirmations, you know, because I know they're powerful, trying to work on my, you know, subconscious mm-hmm. mind, you know, so because every day you start doing affirmations, you know, with your life, it changes those limited beliefs that you have about yourself, because it's all ingrained in your brain. When you're from zero to seven years old, you get all those beliefs and things in your brain that they're ingrained in your subconscious mind. So there are ways that you can change the narrative. There are many different ways. Like I said, everybody's different. But for me, that, you know, of course, gratitude and affirmations every day, they really work, you know, to change the narrative in my brain about those bad emotions and seeing things totally differently from, you know, from, you know, what I was thinking in the beginning about you have a limitation, you're not worthy, you're not, you know, all of that. So there are many things that I write in my book that I show people easily, you know, how to understand neuroscience and all those brain chemicals. I have at least them in the book. I tell people, you know, these are the brain chemicals that they're, you know, and how you can have them. And I try to show people through my story how I did, you know, change that. So... So it's, it's, it's so, it's so great. And it's so, again, it is so simple. Um, it's a simple way to get yourself into a positive mood and what a great, you know, what a great example for this show, positive success, you know, what can you do to stay positive despite challenges? And there you have it, folks brain, you have brain chemicals that you can summon (laughs) just by thinking about hugging a loved one, just by thinking about those special small moments in your life and you start to feel that gratitude, um, I mean, in, in your whole body, like it just, it, it comes up and, and you start to feel, yeah, amazing. You, feel you feel amazing, like cloud nine, right? Like I'm so grateful. Um, yes. So, so good, uh, Paula. And my, my next question, and I guess this goes back to gratitude, but if there's any other things that you have, um, what do you do to stay positive? When things don't go your way. 
Well, uh, I noticed through my journey, for example, I just did a workshop, it's called My Three Secrets to Overcome Challenges. Mm. So I talk a lot about the, you know, just three three simple things that you can do to start healing, you know, to start your healing journey. One of them is, of course, accepting that you have a problem because not many people accept, you know, things. For example, if you're going through a challenge like me or a divorce or, you know, cancer, I don't know, any, so many big challenges that people go through their lives, you need to accept what you're going through. It doesn't mean that you're, you're, you're accepting that, you know, that in your life, but it just makes it easy to say, okay, I have this problem and I, I can, you know, accept the, accepting that in your life is a huge relief. Just letting go that feeling of not accepting and resisting that. The more you resist, the more you become, you know, the victim and the longer it's going to take for you to heal. Mm. So I tell people you need to do the, you need to accept it. People, many people that I talk to, they say, oh yeah, I did accept it. I said, no, I don't think you did. <laughs> you know, so you really need to think deeper, you know, go yeah. through this deeper emotions and see, are you really accepting yourself right now, the person that you are right now? Mm. So that's a, one of the things. The second thing I will say that for me, that was really important was my um, surrounding yourself with a good tribe. Mm. I call it a tribe of people that they're going to support you because like I said, oxytocin is releasing your brain when you have positive emotions like hugs and things like that. But you know, also uh, people, they can also trigger you and make you more emotional when you go through those challenges. So you want to keep around the people that I call the keepers, <laughs> the people that you want to keep around, that you feel joy, that you feel happy with them, that you have fun, or they make you grow somehow in a way, like a mentor, somebody who's going to step, you know, support you in that process. So you want to keep those people around. Yeah, so, and you want to step back and take time off from those people that, you know, they trigger you. They always make you stress. Their comments are not positive. They're toxic in a way. So you want to step away from those people. But I know it's hard for some people to step away, let's say from your mom or dad or somebody who's really close to you. But what I say is that if you have somebody like that, then you should start creating boundaries with them. Mm-hmm. Because when you're going through a challenge, you need to put, you know, boundaries very clear for people so they don't step on the process that you're going through. Yeah. Boundaries mean saying no to many things. You want to go to anywhere you can say no. You can tell them, you know, I'm feeling this comment is not very positive. Maybe, you know, maybe you should think about it, what you're saying to me right now. You know, just I'm not saying being confrontational. I'm just saying, you know, creating boundaries with people is very important. Because if you don't, then again, your healing process is going to take a lot longer. And the third one that I got that I think is also one of my secrets is resilience. Mm. And resilience is actually, from neuroscience, is actually the action of going back to where you were before, for example, like bouncing back from problems easily and faster. So mm-hmm. resilience gives you that power to, you know, to go back to your, you know, old self mm-hmm. and, you know, bouncing back from problems a lot easier. So resilience is something that you have to build. Some people, they don't have it in themselves so much. Yeah. 
because they face neuroscience, actually there are many signs that show that when you have poor resilience, it's maybe because you had a trauma in the past when you were a kid and that made you to be, you know, that that actually helped uh, when you grow up, it makes you be, you know, less prone to face challenges so easily. So you have to build every day. Resilience actually was a big part of me when I was growing up from my mom, like a role model. But I also build a little bit through my businesses. Because, yeah. you know, when you're an entrepreneur, you have to move on quickly, try new things, <laughs> you know, yeah. something that's a perfect going. So I did, I did build a little bit from my entrepreneurial, you know, businesses. So I had some of that, but I have to build it, you know, again, uh, when I was going through those challenges. And I think that's one of the best things that you can have is to build a resilience. And you can build that through, you know, many things in neuroscience talk about that. Like you can do different things. Like I was just talking about gratitude. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can do journaling, which is great, you know, for dumping your emotions in paper actually helps to get rid of those feelings. Mm-hmm. Like your brain actually thinks that you're getting rid of that when you're writing it in paper. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and so many things that you can do to, you know, build a resilience and to go back, you know, to your old self. You can also, you know, through resilience, you can also go back and bounce back from challenges and start creating a new, like I did, a new person that I wanted to be from now on. So I took that moment from change and transformation to create a new person that was actually better from the, you know, from before. I tried to make a new person after. And that's what I did through these, uh, you know, through these things that I did in my process. So Oh, so, so good. So good. This is like, this is everyone that's listening or watching, make sure you're taking notes because Paula is dropping so many gems of knowledge and wisdom, um, in terms of going through your own healing process, your healing journey, everyone is unique. So take this, these bits of information as a way to move through what you're, what you're going through in a positive way. Um, Paula, I love, I love the framework, except find your tribe and resilience. It's so, it's so good. And that first step or that first stage of acceptance, I think it's the hardest to accept. It's the hardest. For me, it was the hardest because I was used to be independent, the CEO, blah, blah, blah. So accepting that I had a disability, Mm. it was the first, you know, the hardest thing for me to accept. So I know it's hard. Everyone goes through process faster or slower. I know it takes time. And like I said, everybody's different. But for me, that was a more challenging thing. Once I accepted what I, you know, what I, you know, that I changed, everything was easier Mm. for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and that, that comment that you said about when you don't accept and you resist, the longer you resist, the longer it will take to start your journey. (laughs) Because yeah. you're, you're stuck. You're like, <laughs> yeah, I know many people who've been through journeys like that and they're still stuck. They yeah. pretty much, they get stuck all their lives mm. trying to be, you know, and they, they feel like a victim and they like, you know, they like to be there. Does it come for some, for yeah. some reason? You know? yeah. Yeah. But for me, being a victim, that was not the thing that I like. I hate being the victim yeah. personally. So I didn't want to take that 
for me. So, 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 so inspiring, Paula. Um, and Thank now uh, I, I ask all my interviewees uh, what their definition of success is. So I'd love to hear your definition. My definition of success? I think now that I see through all these processes that I have, <laughs> it was my definition of success was very different before from what I am, where I am now. I think success is just lit, doing, doing what you love mm-hmm. with the people you love. Mm-hmm. You know, so I went through all these things. Success for me was before, uh, you know, just being the most, the richest or more pretty or whatever, you know, things that were very superficial. Now, my my process changed me so much that I see success about just being happy with who I am, doing what I love every day. That's, that's what makes me successful because success is something that comes after when you're happy you know it's like a it's like a result Mm. from being happy when you're happy you're successful Mm. it shows in everything you do so I think that's for me that's what success means you know just being happy with yourself and being with the people that you love that's the most important you know to be successful you know to be the best person that you can be yourself that's what I strive every day I try to be every day the best person I can be. And that's success for me, you know? So oh, such such a beautiful, beautiful definition. And I'm I'm right there with you. Um, you know, being a happy person and success as a result. I love that. I love that definition. Uh, and for those of you that are listening, watching, you know, be inspired right now. Um, think about your own definition of success and how Paula's story can help you refine, you know, what success means to you. Um, it's such such a pleasure, such a pleasure, Paula, to have you here on the show. And can you can you let um, our our listeners and our viewers know where to contact you, how to reach you, what's the best, what are the best channels? Where do you hang out online? <laughs> yeah, I hang out in a different channels. My main one is where I share more of my content and videos. Now I'm trying to grow my YouTube, but my IG is Neuromom CEO. So you can find me through that IG in, in YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. I also have a group in Facebook that I talk to people about, you know, different things. And uh, right now my book is on Amazon. Uh, I didn't say that, called Emerge. So you can search me there too. I am an author in Amazon right now. So um, and my website, newmomceo.com, where you can go and see all my interviews, workshops, uh, everything what I'm doing. Uh, that I want to keep going with neuroscience and with, you know, also for, I am, I am actually want to raise more awareness about hearing loss and uh, because many people, you know, facing all these challenges like me, you know, I feel that there needs to be more awareness about hearing loss and people, you know, who are going through those challenges because thankfully many things are changing now, like I said, with the captions and all of that, that there needs to be more, yeah. you know, support you know that supports people with my my problems so I want I really want to be an advocate for that so oh so good I'm getting chills everybody because Paula you're so it's so good like you are so on point you are so aligned you are such a great inspiration for others you know to keep going despite the challenges despite you know big changes in life and knowing that through the hard stuff you can transform yourself into a better person a better version of yourself um yes 
All right, everyone. So you can connect with Paula again uh, on Instagram, uh, NeuromomCEO. I'll have all of her links in the show notes. Paula, again, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's it's so wonderful to, to have you here. Thank you, Dominique. Thank you for having me. And I'm so happy to be here. Thank you, everyone. If you have any questions about what I just talked, let me know. I'll be happy to answer any questions. All right. I hope you enjoyed that episode. And if it did, please share it with three friends or colleagues. And second, please subscribe to The Positive Success Show and leave us a review. Let us know what you're loving and let us know what can be improved. And finally, if you are looking for more connection, for more community, community for more strategies for more ideas on what you can do differently at this stage in your life to be successful to be more positive to enjoy life more please subscribe to my weekly success newsletter at my website that's www.domnarciso.com and that is how I stay in touch with my tribe with you know the folks that are also searching and serving and finding ways to you know, live this life uniquely. All right, everyone. I hope you have a fantastic rest of your week. Remember to be bold, be positive, and take action every day.